Welcome to Superintendent Radio Network. I'm Guy Cipriano. For this episode, we visited one of the most inspiring and scenic places in golf, the Greenbrier in White Sulphur Springs, West Virginia. And as part of our visit, we sat down with Director of Golf Course Maintenance, Kelly Shoemate, and the Old White TPC Superintendent, Josh Pope. Kelly and Josh led their team through an incredible rebuild following the historic floods of 2016. And with a lot of storms in different regions this year, we thought it would be a good idea to get with Kelly and Josh last time this year and to have them describe some lessons they learned from what they did that might be able to help the next person that has to deal with a natural disaster. As always, Kelly and Josh were very gracious with their time. And not only do they represent the Greenbrier very well, they're incredible incredible representatives of everything that the golf industry is about. So we thank Kelly and Josh for everything they do, not only for us at GCI, but for everybody in this business. Well, Kelly and Josh, it's great to be back here in uh, West Virginia and at the Greenbrier. You guys have obviously had a uh, busy, busy year. And Kelly, the first thing I got to ask you is what has life been like since the Greenbrier Classic around here? Well, it, it's been nonstop. Resort life in general is usually uh, pretty hectic during the summer months. And uh, it, it was it was a little strange not having seeing golfers uh, on our courses for the better part of a year and then um, rolling right into the Greenbrier Classic and uh, uh, right after the Classic it's been nonstop play. We've been very blessed with great weather through the back end of the summer and through this fall and uh, really uh, it's been nice to see a lot of people come to the resort and. Uh, and see uh, see all of our hard work uh, since the flood. Josh, what has it been like getting back to day-to-day -day maintenance, and how do you shift the crew's attention from construction to, to regular maintenance again? I think it was uh, pretty easy to try to slide back into things after the tournament. And, uh, you know, construction versus uh, regular day-to-day -day maintenance is uh, a big difference, and uh, I think the guys and the crew were glad to get back into the normal day-to-day -day because during construction uh, there was a lot of running around and a lot of unexpected things that uh, would come up and so it was just a, a return to normalcy for everybody um, so I think it, uh, it it gave everybody a peace of mind that we were finally back to um, a normal working environment. How do you keep a crew motivated at the end of such a long year. I mean, these guys have been going at it really, really hard. I know a lot of people in the business struggle with the same thing when you get to this time of year. How, how do you keep your guys motivated, Kelly? Well, fortunately, I'm sure every superintendent or, uh, will feel this way about their staff, but the best staff really kind of motivate themselves. So we're fortunate enough to have some guys that it's really more than just a job to them, so they care about the place. They worked so hard to get it back from the way we looked during the flood and through the transformation. It's their goal not to settle, and that's what I try to try to uh, tell them is just make tomorrow better than what today is. That's what those guys do the best at, and, and they've learned to uh, not just settle into a a certain way and and they're open to new ideas and new suggestions on uh, ways of doing things and, and they understand that it's evolving and and uh, we can always improve with technology and finding better ways to do things and so they're real open-minded and and self-motivated when it comes to 
to staying fresh and, and keep going. Josh, what, do you, what have you learned about your golf course? I think a lot of people in the business now are doing renovation and construction. What do you learn about your golf course during those first few months after it's open? Yeah, I mean, I thought that uh, all the changes uh, held up well, um, especially with the going from not having any golf on it to, you know, having a PGA tournament and, and then all the resort play that we've had afterwards. Um, just the, the ability of the new grasses to withstand everything and, and the bunkering that we changed and, it, I mean, just how tough and, and durable the golf course is now. It, it, it's held up very well throughout everything. It's been a challenging weather year in a lot of parts of the country. We just had Hurricane Harvey and Hurricane Irma here in the United States and Hurricane Maria in Puerto Rico. As somebody that has gone through a difficult weather event, what's your reaction when you, you, you see these things happening across the country? Your heart goes out to, to everyone because you, you know what they're going through. I've sent many prayers to the people uh, that have been affected by those and uh, understanding it's just you're more concerned about people's safety you know uh, uh, when you see some of the things like the the flooding down in in Houston and around I mean it's just mind-boggling we we know what we went through and there was X amount of people here in our little community when it was so widespread down there you just you're just praying that everybody makes it out alive and everybody's safe and uh, understanding now that there's more important things than uh, golf courses or objects or property those things can be put back and it's just making sure that your loved ones are safe first and foremost Josh obviously people in this business pick each other's brains a lot. I'm sure you probably had people come to you saying, where do I start after a natural disaster? What would you tell somebody dealing with one for the first time? I think first, uh, you just have to document uh, every single thing that uh, happened um, during the natural disaster. And on the flip side of that, I think people need to realize or, or people should probably have documentation of everything on their golf course prior to so I think the first thing is uh, after it happens is to document every single aspect of uh, the destruction and, and even what wasn't destructed uh, during the natural disaster. And from then to uh, just take your time, um, you know, explain to people that it, it's not your fault that it happened, but we need to come together as a team and develop a solid plan of how to move forward. Um, and, and right after it happens, your mind is not going to be um, coherent, I guess you could say. Uh, you're going to have a lot of emotions, a lot of adrenaline. So reach out to those that aren't affected to uh, recenter yourself and, and get back to work on a, with a good, solid plan moving forward. Kelly, in your, your process, what was the one thing that you did in the the days and weeks afterwards that really helped you guys what were some of the highlights of your rebuild that really helped you guys here at the Greenbrier that somebody can learn from our story because we were a 54 whole facility and and there was a bunch of ancillary uh, problems that we faced as well I leaned on a lot of people so I kind of uh, took a step back and, and understood that this was so, so big of a process that 
I was going to have to steer, you know, and trust in a lot of people to help us along the way. And what's that's what I've really learned is is just because certain employees or certain people haven't been doing a certain job doesn't mean that they can't. And if you give them a little leeway, it's amazing what they can do. And I've learned to trust in a lot of people and uh, give them the leeway and and you know we we've we've uh, hit some home runs and we've had some strikeouts but uh, i think in the big scheme of things you know uh, we came through it really well and and uh, i think the only way we would have been able to do that is if we wouldn't have put more and more people put more on their shoulders and it's it, it was rewarding to me to see how some whether it be just a, a person on the regular staff that normally goes out and cuts cups and mows greens and rakes bunkers you know you might put him in charge of uh, getting delivering sand and uh, getting sand tickets and and uh, uh, staging greens mix around or, or whatever the case may be uh, getting someone that's used to mowing rough the majority of the time and, and teaching him how to uh, fix irrigation heads and plumb in new irrigation. That, to me, that was real rewarding and seeing seeing everybody chip in and kind of go out from their comfort zone and learn new tricks, so to speak. Josh, you guys had a lot of uh, contractors and people delivering supplies coming in and out of here, and I'm sure that's going to be the case with some golf courses in Texas and Florida. What is it like integrating your crew with, with some of those people? What guidance would you give superintendents that are going to have to work alongside uh, some outsiders? I think if you're not used to you know, delegating, you have to delegate and, and just communicate with your staff and and let them run with it, just like Kelly was saying. And, and I mean, that's what we had to do because um, we each had our own thing that we had to be concentrating on and, and managing and we had to turn to these uh, assistants and crew members that wouldn't normally do that type of work and, and allow them to be able to take on that responsibility to handle this project uh, because it just wasn't one golf course there were three golf courses at the same time and it was a total total team effort uh, and and everybody just had to take responsibility and I think you know that sums it up as being able to delegate and trust uh, those that didn't normally do that type of work to, to be allowed to do it and, and let them handle it. Kelly, golf's obviously a business and there's a lot of pressure to get golf courses up and going as quick as possible. How did you shield your crew from that pressure? Did you guys feel that pressure? And what could you t tell a superintendent about dealing with that, that type of stress that may come with one of these? You really, I know it sounds funny, it's uh -huh. kind of cliche-ish, but you, you really do just need to take a big deep breath and take your time. Even though it was, we were under a lot of stress and a lot of hurry, it, it, it's still, you know you're building something that's got to be here for decades to come uh, you want it to last so uh, take your time and do well thought out plans don't rush initially because there are certain things that uh, 
that it, you can't take back, so to speak, uh, once it's in the ground. Uh, well, you can, but it might cost you a lot more money and a lot more time. So uh, the other thing, too, is is what helped me is, you know, our industry, is, as you well know, is, is really special. Uh, we have a lot of, I had ton, a lot of people call me and, and uh, I'm smart enough to know that I don't know everything about everything. So I leaned on a lot of guys I trusted in the industry and, and I would just encourage people to, if they're faced with something similar, you know, take a deep breath, lean on people you, you know, and if there's not, you can find them. There's plenty of people out there that want to help you in certain situations and uh, that are knowledgeable that can give you a helping hand. And uh, I think that's what Josh and I did. We, you know, we, we uh, certainly uh, were confident in what we did, but we're, we also wanted second and third and sometimes fourth opinions on things. And, and um, even though that might take a little bit more time, but uh, you'll, uh, you'll make that time up uh, uh, once all is said and done with the quality and, and, and the way it's put back. So I would just tell everybody not to rush it. I know it seems really overwhelming, but uh, in the big scheme of things, I, I would tell myself, I'd keep telling myself, it's only a golf course. There's more important things in this world. So I encouraged our staff, because a lot of them were affected by the flood, you know, take care of their own personal needs first. And we had enough people and contractors here to start to work. I wanted them to, to have their mind right when they did come back to work. So I encouraged them to get their heads right, take as much time as they need, um, make sure everything on their personal end was taken care of, and then come back and help us. And uh, I think by doing that, that way people, it cuts down on the stress, it cuts down on people having to worry about their outside world, you know, and, and uh, I think that's how we made it through. Josh, what do you learn about the human spirit and humanity when you go through something like you guys did? Uh, you learn a lot about it. I think you learn how strong and, and prideful and resilient people people are, especially when it hits so close to home. People don't want to uh, be destroyed by something that uh, uh, they couldn't help, and I, I think it shows um, what you know, human nature is all about, especially in a world that's uh, extremely crazy right now, how everybody comes together and helps one another out. So I think you learn a lot about the human spirit and how uh, we are together, you know, as one um, during, you know, something that's uh, so devastating and tragic. Just one more question about the golf aspect of this. Kelly, from an infrastructure side, what do you do to maybe guard your course against something like this in the future? And is there really something you can do to guard yourself against the thousand-year flood? Or is it just impossible and sometimes Mother Nature is always going to win? This uh, weather event, it, it was something I, there's no way we could guard against that. So it was just one of those freak occurrences uh, that I don't know if what you can do with uh, 11 inches in how many hours, Josh? It was, it, but it was, it, yeah, it was something mm -hmm. crazy. But uh, what we did do is uh, we worked closely with uh, Keith Foster, our architect. So when we were putting things back, keeping in mind that when you're working around the creek, you can't do, you can't change things 
uh, too much, uh, but when there was areas uh, along the creek that were affected in such a way that pretty much had to be reclaimed entirely, uh, we took the the time to to try to do a little uh, diversion, I guess you would say, uh, uh, in case we had, you know, other weather events. So, so we did keep that in mind. Uh, we had one green on number 15 uh, that was uh, raised by a few inches. Uh, it might not seem like a bunch, but I know in my eight years here, it's it's been underwater a couple times now. So maybe doing by raising that a half a foot, so to speak, it, it that might cause it not to uh, to flood again. So I mean, there was little things like that we took into consideration during the rebuild. Josh, now that we're you know four months away from when the old white reopened, have you reflected on it? Do you even have time to reflect when you go from construction to day-to-day -day maintenance? And have you thought about what you guys achieved? Yeah, I mean, it's I've reflected upon it a little bit. I think the most reflection I had time was was tournament week because <laughs> thing was done. <laughs> tournament week is the uh, easiest week out of the year, so to speak, because all your all your work's done and. Uh, there was a lot of reflection uh, during that week, just understanding what was accomplished uh, in the past year, and and not only just on the light, but resort-wide about how much work was actually done. Since the tournament, we had to change modes, so we were busy trying to just get through the rest of the summer. So I think probably maybe uh, during, during the winter months, we might be able to reflect a little bit more, but... Um, yeah, there was a little reflection during that week and, and, and understanding what had happened and what, what had took, taken place and, and just seeing um, how prideful and happy the crew was and their accomplishment. I think that's the biggest things was um, the guys, you were here and, and I think you probably saw how, how prideful they were of the work that they did. So that was the biggest enjoyment, I think, you know, seeing how great um, they felt about their accomplishment. Kelly, for you, what sticks out in this whole process? And it's still not done for you guys. You're still moving a lot of earth around here for different projects. But for you, what, what do you think your guys accomplished? And when you look back on this 5, 10, 15 years down the road, what do you think you're going to remember? Obviously, I'm going to remember, you know, what, you know, our staff went through. A lot of those staff members were... Uh, personally affected by the flood so that'll always stick with me and uh, but after that it's just how the whole team and the whole community and and not just the golf uh, there was some incredible things happen throughout the whole community there's a new uh, I'm, I'm not sure what the total is now but I think it's up to 30 some uh, family members have been relocated to a new Hope Village up here uh, out of the harm's way, so to speak, if there if there ever was uh, flooding again. Uh, so it, it wasn't just the golf courses having been rebuilt, but the whole community. And and when you go up there, I was up there last week at that Hope Village, and there's soccer fields being built, a little baseball diamond. There's thirty some homes. So I mean, to think about just a little community rising up from thin air these people didn't have anywhere to go. So, I mean, that shows this, what type of special people we have in, in 
West Virginia and, and really across the world that are willing to give up their their time and their money to help people reclaim their lives, so to speak, or reclaim, reclaim their homes. And, and that's that's what I'll remember. As always, Kelly and Josh, thank you so much for your time. This is obviously a special place. You've got a special group of people, and congratulations on everything you accomplished. And we look forward to finding more excuses to keep coming down here. <laughs> thank <laughs> you, guys. <laughs>